Shout out to everybody here on the live. Thank you for jumping on here. Sorry about deleting the live stream. I know there's information that people really want and they can't access it. A lot of people were saying, hey, I can't get to the live stream lifer. Take off your coat. Let's get busy. So I apologize for that. Let's get some more lemon water into the zone and let's get it going. I had to delete the live stream for unknown purposes. We'll leave that aside. Shout out to everybody here on the live. Thank you for jumping on in. Appreciate each and every one of you for being here, sharing your most precious asset with me. And that is your time for the second stream of the day. Let me get that chat popped out here. And let's just take a look at Bitcoin real quick. For anyone that's wondering about Bitcoin for the day, they want to know what's happening for BTC. All right. So, all right. I have multiple charts to work on. And even me kind of want to clear my head again. Even the last live stream, I feel like I didn't get my solidified feeling that I go for whenever I look for a chart. Look at a chart. I'm going to take a look at... A lot of times I use just the Bittrex chart because I never use Bittrex anymore. First exchange I was ever on was the Bittrex exchange. Uh, back in 2017 and 16, you know, Bittrex came out. BitTrex really was the name. Everyone called it Bittrex, but BitTrex I think was the real, what it was supposed to be called, never really caught on, right? Bittrex, but BitTrex right? Um, I think was the idea. So you're looking at levels, right? I keep saying that we have a resistance in this zone here, right? As you can see the high volume node sticking out the point of control right there. See that? That's where the most liquidity lies. That's where we're going to have the most buys and sells that happen at any one significant point. All right. You can kind of see like, is Bitcoin in this? Like we didn't even like, kind of have this idea. Is it just staying inside this channel? Right. And if this channel breaks to the downside, you get a measured move back to the downside and a double bottom here. I've been talking about this rising wedge that broke down and how it's likely to end up at the bottom of the wedge, which is the double bottom here. So that's something I was looking at and I'm still kind of, you know, so, and I stay talking about the areas of support and, support and resistance, you know, you know, you got this big area where we went high during the Fed, the Fed meeting at 18,300. We came back down though and we would bounce, right? Off of this trend line now. And what I had even drawn was this. This one's new. I'm going to take it away. I haven't even, this one's completely new. This one right here. I just thought that up. I mean, there's a chance though that it's viable. There's a chance. But right now I'm going with the idea that we're in this falling wedge. Here's your two tops areas that are touching. Here's your two bottom areas that are touching. And you're getting tighter and tighter in the zone. All right. Well, it would be cool if you can bounce off this trend line and never after go back into this space. We'd like Bitcoin to not go in and get out of here. If Bitcoin goes back in here, there's a chance it can break down and then we're looking for this double bottom and then we're looking for a bear flag and then there's a bearish retest and I'll be able to tell you the probabilities of going lower at that point in time, okay? So that's just something to think about to keep you kind of updated. These are some added things too that I didn't talk about on the live stream today because the brain is never gonna repeat things exactly the same way. It's like a snowflake. Every moment in time is a snowflake, all right? Shout out to my crew. We have a meeting right now. I apologize. I had to push the meeting to 1.30. I greatly apologize that, but I hope it'll be, I have a really good feeling it's going to be an amazing meeting. So, so what we would like to see is a break to the upside here for Bitcoin. All right. Who's texting me now? AT&T. Confirmation of my payments, of course. Never miss a bill, baby. I got 800 credit, man. So look. I see some bouncing. Like, look, I always look for my key areas. Look. Bounce, bounce, fell through, bounce, but wicked. Fell through, came back up, resistance, resistance. Bounce, fell through, bounce. Bounce, 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 fell through, you know, bounce again. 
What a significant area. 16,500, right? 16,533, 16,550, 16,005. I like to call it the fives. We break 16,005. We have a notch here at 16,001, 16K. And then we're headed down to this area. I sound like a broken record. I've probably said it a thousand times. I just want to make this really clear, real easy to understand. This trend line needs to hold that I got going on here. All right. Everybody got it going on. All right. So we're battling a point of control. I said before, I wouldn't be surprised if we closed the candle today at 16,480 to 16,600. And we went absolutely sideways. The market seems somewhat sideways. We don't have a lot of liquidity. People don't just bounce back in the first day. Everyone's kind of seeing who's bouncing in and watching and waiting. And it's a Tuesday midweek, right? So bearish and golfer on the six, I'll tell you that. But it doesn't mean we can't get a bounce. But it's, you know, right now it's not looking good. We had a beautiful flag that was looking beautiful. We broke that flag easily to the downside. What I see is a bit of an M pattern here, like I said before. And remember, M patterns break to the downside. Man. About the length of the top of the M to the middle. Then you swing that. And that's kind of where we're going to the point of control. 16,650. You know, 16,570, 550. So, so far, it looks like that's where we're headed. To the downside. One hour and the 15 minute are attempting to be oversold and trying to stop the play. You got a little bullish divergence there. To me, you're in a bit of a flag. Like, you know. It is a falling wedge. They could break up 60% of the time. But in my mind, this was the bullish little flag we were in. And we left it. We were in this nice little bull flag. You see that? We fell out of the flag. We were going to make a shoulder ahead and a right shoulder and make a nice move to the upside. We lost that right shoulder. We fell below the 200 SMA. Okay. It's interesting how on any time frame, the 15-minute closes below the 200 SMA, you short. Look at that. 15-minute closes above the 200 SMA, you long. Look at that. Came back to retest, long again. And it doesn't always mean every time, but like oh, it's very accurate. Being on either end of the 200 SMA, really, really, the bots just flip. You know, people program their bots to flip in that manner. And you can see it happening. I mean, it's clear as day, right? So I just want to teach you, you can use this on the daily, 15, one hour, four hour. You can use it on almost any single time frame. The 200 SMA is so awesome, all right? Moving averages want to turn to the upside. That could make, you know, you're like, eh. But I'm just, I'm seeing more bearishness. And I'll tell you why I'm more bearish. And I keep saying it. You guys can probably finish my sentence at this point. Bitcoin continuously is making lower highs. Look, resistance, resistance, resistance. Resistance, resistance, resistance. Like, you know, it, it, it's not showing me that it can get, you know, it's been so long now. Since the 16th of December since we were back at 17K. So it's been two weeks now. We have not been able to get back above 16,800 for two weeks now. People don't realize that. That's a long time to be below a certain area and not be able to get back above, right? And to dwindle, and to dwindle. Yes, the bears haven't crossed us, but it's like they're setting up for a slow bleed, all right? And at the end of the day, I mean, to me, this is a flag. See it right here? I'm just seeing it now, too, like an elongated. See that? That breaks you down. That's a bearish flag to me. So it doesn't mean I don't think we can flip. I just have to see the confirmation. 
I'm waiting for the confirmation and we're not getting it. Just simple as that. So double top did break to the downside. Rising wedge there started to break down. Today, we, we, we just couldn't get above the resistance. Clear as day. Clear as day. So what do I see happening for the rest of the day? Sideways behavior. Sideways. All right. Uh, the bears could have taken a little more of a chunk here. There's still more downside on the four-hour time frame. However, we're going to get into this liquidity zone here. Likely to kind of get stuck into this. It's like a web, right? We're going to go into here. Now, if we bearishly retest, I'd be shorting down to this area. And we'll know. We'll see a flag. We'll start to break down. That will happen. So to me, it's all about this trend line right now holding. This trend line holds. There's a chance we can break out of this rising wedge. We can get back above this point of control, 16,008. We go for the 200 SMA on the four-hour time frame. As you know, I just talked about that on the 15. I'm going to bring it up here on the four-hour. Whenever you're below the 200 SMA on the four-hour time frame, you are bearish. Every single bull market that ever happened out of any asset in the world, first little time frames began to get some, you know, some footing, and then price action would get above the 200 SMA. That could have been the beginning of a bull market right there. Every time we get above it, we have to heed that that could be the beginning of a bull run. We never know. It's almost like I would open a trade every time with a minimal stop loss. One time, that's going to be the one that's going to take you all the way to the top. So it's like to get the great trade, you might try 30 times. But that the one time you win, it's going to pay for all the little mini losses that you had just trying to saddle up to the point. If you have no idea what I'm saying, don't worry about it. I'm not a financial advisor. But like I say, you should be taken as such. I'm just talking about the idea that when you want to ride the pony, what I mean is you want to long the exact bottom. Or you want, you know, so you just keep opening longs every time price action moves above the 200 SMA. You see? And at one point, one day, you're going to catch the one that breaks you all the way up. It's pretty crazy. Where price action never goes back below it. You know, I'll show you here where it happened for Bitcoin if you don't believe me in time. And I learned everything from the past. The past will teach you it all, right? But like right here, say you longed right there. Oh, of course, I turned. How did I turn off price action? Almost impossible to delete price action, but I did it. But here we are again. So look, we get you right when we get above the 200 SMA here, you start to long. I mean, you would have been able to long that all the way with a stop loss below the 200 SMA. And you just keep your stop loss up below the 200 SMA as you keep going up. You just keep making sure that the 200 SMA. Now here, we would have started to fumble. That's when the 21 and the 200 get far apart. And that's my strategy, teaching you that it's time to kind of, the further apart they get, and eventually, when you can put a circle in between the 21 and the 50-day moving average, it's going to tell you when you're a little hot to trot, and it's time to take a move out of the market. All right? Same thing here. Same thing here. You know, this is what I teach in the beginner's course, which I'm teaching today at 3 p.m. So if you want to jump on into my beginner's course, I teach it today from 3 to 5. I teach all this stuff. You can still join the course by emailing CryptoLifers at Gmail. Sorry about that. CryptoLifers at Gmail to jump into the course. I am sitting down. I never sit down. But I have a stand-up desk that goes up and down. My back tends to ache at the end of the live. So lately, I've been telling myself to sit and stand, go back and forth. That's the whole point of the stand-up desk. I usually just stand completely, end up with some back pain. I went away for the... for. You know, the last 10 days had no back pain, was at a sitting desk. And I was like, huh. So I realized I'm just going to balance the two, right? But again, you open up another long one right after a four-hour candle. This is a simple This is a simple idea I've been showing and talking about. But like, you open here, you open there, a four-hour candle closes above 
the third or second one, maybe the fourth if you want to be extra sharp, above the 200 SMA, and then you put a stop loss below the SMA, and then that would have been the, the greatest trade of your life. Like, look at that, monster. Same thing here. Price action bounces, doesn't go lower, but gets to it, right? And this one was the monster of all monsters, and this one was a monster too. Huge trades coming out of this exact idea. And look, the second you close a candle below, you open up a short with a stop loss here. Once the short goes into 5%, 10%, raise the stop loss to break even. Once you're up and even, start taking 4 or 5%. If it comes back down, you get kicked out the trade. Goes below again, right? You'd open a long there. Caught in a tiny long, wouldn't have worked. Doesn't always work, right? That one would have been pretty hard to understand. But, but you're also working on ideas like this is a rising wedge that broke to the downside. And then you'd have support and resistance. You're like, we came and revisit. So you have, you're not just going on one idea. And you're at the high volume node. You can't get above it. You know you're going to fall back down to the lower node. You know, just these are just the ideas. But the 200 SMA is very interesting, especially on the four hour. I found, I, I backtested it on multiple time frames, and it's great on the daily too, but it's a little latent on the daily. Like by the time you're getting crosses on the daily, utilize, usually you've seen a pretty, a lot of pain. A lot of pain has come, you know. Once the cross happens in the four hour, it's usually telling you, you know. And so for us to kind of get on out of these zones, we have to have to see these moving averages get tight. We have to form a bit of a bowl. You know, could we be forming a bowl here? I haven't thought about that yet. You know, could we be forming the bowl here? It's a chance. So I believe the daily candle, from what I'm seeing on the charts and what they convey is the daily candle is going to close somewhere around 16,480 to 16,600 sideways. Really hasn't even moved. Look at its static right now. I mean, that is the Bitrix chart. I guess there's no action on Bitrix right now. We'll go back to my Binance chart. But just wanted to kind of give you an idea of what I'm looking at, right? And this is a little pattern here playing out. If I, you know, if I kept this a little cleaner. But you can see, I mean, this is getting into a symmetrical. Symmetrical triangle, you see that? 50-50 break to the down or to the upside. Four hour says more downside is coming. So you got to heed that. Momentum is to the downside. And we're not done yet dumping, so. When I look at all the liquidity, you can see we do have a support zone, which we've bounced off of at 16,550. So like we lose that. You can see it's a major support zone. We're going to drop. We hold that. It's a pretty good place to long. So you're looking for daily candles to close, right? And and then and then if that just happens, we're sideways. I want to see a daily candle close above this four-hour SMA, above this red line, and above my yellow resistance at 16,886. All right, preferably 17k, preferably 17,300, and then we'll still have to deal with 18.3. It's not going to be amazing, but it's going to be better than what we have now. So that's what I see happening for Bitcoin sideways or down. I really don't see a move to the upside right now. And I could be wrong. Watch it flip and I'll be completely wrong. I'm not right every time. If I was right every time, I'd be 100%. Right? So there are going to be times where what, I, what I'm going for, what my probabilities, they aren't going to play out. Right? But right now, I mean, that's an M dumping to the downside. You have more momentum. And so you look, yes, the one hour is oversold and you could bounce up, but you lost this trend line right now. 15 minutes going, but like lackluster. It is trying to break out. See that? It is trying to break out here. But it could even just be, nah, nil, right? Roll over. The seven minutes, very overbought. 
then you know it, it, it might likely roll over. Seven minutes pointing to the downside with more, you know, it's like, it's chop. It's chop and bearish because you're falling below this line. You're making new, now you have resistance at 16,680, you know? Like, you've got to get back above that time. So it's like, keep making micro resistance. I'm not seeing the bull step in here out of nowhere and just start buying up the price, but anything is possible. Shout out to everybody that jumped back in. Dang, usually I like to watch the live twice. I should have kept my link open. I was feeling like, huh, live again? Thought it was in the matrix. Gotta love this guy going for it again. Play, pay that like tax. Shout out to Stack McChange in the house, man. Love you, Stack. Happy to see you back up in action. We all got hit with that sauce, man. It's crazy. Fat link shows a fair bit. Part of it shows the crypto live incoming, outgoing into the countries. Talking higher gas prices here in Canada in the coming months. Man, they're treating the Canadians like, man, I don't know what they're doing to you people. What up, Sam? Lifer fam. Positivity and high frequency, 333-777. We can do the news segment. Yes, we can do the news. We can jump on into the news and show you what we see happening in the news today. All right. Shout out to everybody that jumped on into the live stream. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you all for jumping on in. Sharing your most precious asset with me, and that is your time. You know who you're with. You're with the Crypto Lifer. I appreciate you all. So, yeah, let's get that new segment hooked up. Ooh. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, baby. Watch it not play. Oh, it better play now, right? All right, can you handle the news? Get ready for the news. And another moment of silence for our man, Tamar Hamlin. Find out what's going on maybe today or tomorrow. We'll find out. Time will tell. Horrible. Uh, may God bless him and his family. Anyway, with that morbidity, I'm so sorry. Let me go and bring you the news. All right? We'll be right back. Right after this following news intro. And thank you so much for bearing with me through that. Ethereum, I love that thing though. Ethereum liquidity staking governance tokens are rallying. Here is why. What's going on with Ethereum governance staking tokens? What's happening? Governance tokens are the top liquidity staking platforms are rallying in the charts. At press time, Lido Dow is up 8.1%. In the last 24 hours, 19% in seven days. Rocket Pool, RPL is up 8% in seven days. And StakeWise, Wise is up a huge 6.77% in the same Time frame development comes as interview inter, investors anticipate Ethereum Shanghai upgrade scheduled for March 2023. It was announced in December that the network's upcoming hard fork or backward incompatible upgrade. Backward incompatible upgrade will allow withdrawals of e either invested in the beacon chain since December 
of 2020. Over 40% of the total Ether deposits are staked utilizing liquidity staking protocols. Uh, Dune Analytics reports that 15.7 million ETH are presently staked across several platforms. You know, Little Dow is nice because Little Dow allows you to stake your ETH without having to have that minimal 32 ETH, right? I believe Little Dow is going to be moving for that reason. So it's going to have a use case already right off the bat. People are going to like that. Look out for LDO. We've traded it back in our trading group a bunch of different times. It is on KuCoin. Lido Dow, LDO. Um, will there be a mass sell-off after Ethereum Shanghai upgrade? The upgrade provides investors with the first chance to release their ETH. Some of the ETH have been staked since 2020. After two years, more than 15.5 million ETH, worth around $19 billion, is locked at press time. Do I think there's going to be a major sell-off there? It might be a little liquidity grab, but I think most people want to hold off for the $5,000, $6,000 ETH. I think it'd be kind of pretty dumb to sell your ETH right now just because you got it unstaked. Uh, on, on I think they just probably stake it somewhere else or get their rewards for the staking. So I, I just uh, they're just trying to get more ETH. Most of those people, I believe, you're willing to hold that long. I think you're willing to hold a little longer, but you never know. It is $19 billion. Maybe a couple billion is sold off. Depends on when they what they started staking. 2020, maybe, you know, $100, $200, $300 ETH. Maybe they're up 3, 4X and, you know, they want to take the money off the table. There's a chance. We don't know for sure. Uh, but if I had to lay down my idea and projection, I'd say, I'd say I don't know. I'd say uh, most likely not. I think ETH will kind of go wherever the market goes. Show me the charts and I'll show you the news. I wouldn't put too much fear into that idea. Heatbit is the first space heater that mines Bitcoin. Founder says the new fangled device looks like a high-end space heater but uses integrated circuitry to process Bitcoin transactions. Tis the season to be freezing, but in the cold, dark winter, Heatbeat says its innovative space heater can warm a room the size of a small studio while mining enough Bitcoin to offset at least a portion of a homeowner's monthly electricity bill. The two-year-old startup introduced this sleek, multicolored heaters about the size of an extra-large PC computer tower earlier this year. So far, it has sold nearly 1,000 units globally. I'd buy one of these. Why not? It's pretty cool. Um, you know, pour one out for CoinMe. It was fun way for my kids to learn a bit about crypto. Um, CoinMine. Uh, what was CoinMine? I'm not sure what's going on there. We'll have to go into that. I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole, though. The 799 CoinMine 1 will look like an Xbox and mini crypto and mint crypto money. Okay. Well, that's what he's saying here. I get it. Uh, with great sadness, we are announcing that CoinMine is shutting down. After four years of many miners, we have come to the end of our journey. What is he saying now? Um, most recently, CoinMine, the company behind CoinMine One, the at-home crypto miner that focused on cryptocurrencies like Ether, but was not a heater, discontinued operations after the merge. Oh, interesting. So they stopped mining, but you can get a heater that mines now. And make your... Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And as this starts to go, we're going to see way more multi... I don't know, you know, like multi-use case platform ideas and where you can kind of layer two layers of tech on top of each other. That's going to be amazing. DeFi protocol, Sushi to shutter lending protocol to focus on the DEX. The decentralized exchange holds are 390 million in locked tokens as of Tuesday. Popular decentralized finance application Sushi will sunset two products as part of its broader plan. So it's good and bad, right? Um, you know, as they shutter lending to open more on the DEX, but... They're not going anywhere. Sushi should be here two, three, four, five years from now. $20, $30 a coin again in the next big rally. Sushi may be something that you like to pick up. I I hold sushi long-term. I'll just let you know that. Not a huge amount, maybe around $1,000 worth at this point. I've gotten to sushi very early around a bean. Where's sushi at right now? We'll take a look.
Yeah, it's about back at a bean. So I got into it at the very beginning when it first came out, the summer of 2020. I was getting into sushi on Uniswap. This thing would do a 20x, you know? So it was pretty sweet. Parsic, everything. Everything did some numbers at one point. Sushi, falling wedge, getting tighter and tighter in the zone. So tight you wouldn't believe it. I mean, it looks like eventually it's going to make a move to the upside. We're slight double bottom here, even though it's not perfect to see. I've learned that a double bottom is a double bottom. Like an area revisits the same area, it's a double bottom, right? It doesn't have to be a perfect W. It's actually a little slightly higher too than the last one. Wedge could break to the upside. The four hour says no way. I have to wait for it to cool on down. Daily also a little high for me to make a move. But I've been duped by that before. There could be a huge move. Look at the three-day chart. Three-day chart wants to grind. So three-day chart suggests a bounce for sushi. How big, not sure. But each time we did get somewhat of a run-up. Each time, the last time the three-day chart was oversold, two times in a row, first time we got a 77% gain. Second time we got about the same, about 85 on a wick there. So could we get a move here for sushi? Another, you know, 60, 75, at least back to resistance or the point of control? It could happen. Pretty bearish, though. And Yeah, I mean, actually, you know what? How far away is that 200 SMA? Yeah, we get the tightness. Three-day could get that ja- that move back up. Chance Sushi gets some action. Now you're getting some news lingering. lingering. Does DeFi make a bit of a move here? Huh. Or do we just bowl on out sideways? It's hard to tell. Uh, my ability to predict isn't as easy down here at the bottom. Right? If I already had some price action and some support and resistance, it would be a lot simpler. It's a high aggressive move to buy sushi right now on the three day, but it does suggest there could, you know, there's probability there. There could be a bit of a move. So interesting. Shout out to the chat. Everyone who came back a second time to the live. I appreciate you for being here. Thank you for jumping on in. Happy birthday to Bitcoin. It's Bitcoin's birthday, baby. January 3rd, the Genesis block was made 2009. Bitcoin's birthday. It is can you believe it? 14 years old. Um, and in three years from now, I'll have been in, in cryptocurrency since 2016, 10 years in crypto, which I find absolutely absurd. So in three years, three short years, I will have 10 years in cryptocurrency. I find that absolutely absurd. If you were with me before, we talked about the total market cap. Super important that we went over this in depth together. And what was the idea is what did we break down for the total market cap? Where does he not align on it? What if it was deleted? Anyway, <clears throat> you can clearly see 775 on a wick, 76. 770 with the candles closed. We got an issue here of resistance. that we must break back above. And we got this line. So I kind of want to say we broke out. But you could say we're still inside the zone. And do we either break back up or do we head back lower to retest the previous low? 714 is that? No, 733, 734 area. So you can see, you know, we it's like just like when we lost 800, like we got to get back above 775 or there's more downside coming. 734. And hopefully we can just come back and bounce again. If we do get rejected, that could be a cool double bottom. 
but only time will tell. What do I see happening in the long run? In the short short term, says we get a bounce here. So Kana wants to say that we're flagging. We're in a flag, and we could get a, a, a bounce out this flag. Sorry about that. Just a slip of the finger. That would take us back to 776, just to the rejection point. But the one hour suggests we could get the move. Now, what's cool is you watch this, and, you know, six, seven hours later, 10 hours for sure, 12 hours, almost guaranteed this plays out, and it just it might just make a right shoulder and be ready to dump. So you got like a shoulder, you got a head, could be waiting for that right shoulder dumpage. Four hours also pointing to the downside with momentum to the downside, you know, and that's that M there for Bitcoin that we're looking at. Same idea. Do you come back to the neckline if you lose that? And then that's why we're looking at this trend line as a definite area to come back to 700 billion, 709 billion dollars. So we've got the levels to watch and we know what we need to get above to remain bullish. And again, it's also the 200 SMA. It plays out on all assets, even these large, like, you know, amalgamated, uh, you know, this is every asset in crypto put together, right? And this is why we look at the crypto total market cap, because you could think everything's sweet in your coin and think it's all good, but like the total market cap is a huge resistance, then like only the small little things are going to wiggle through. But for the most part, the whole market's going to take a bit of a beat down. And you have a low, you have a high, you have a low, you have a lower high here. I would expect a lower low in the trend, personally. So I am bearish until the bulls can get us back above 776. And even then, it would only be a short-lived ephemeral move. We'd need to see more come out of that. What's the top gainer of the day on KuCoin? Is XYO, and it continued to go up since the live. This thing has powered up in the last two hours for more gains. How could you have taken advantage of that? Hard to say. I mean, that. I guess you could have put it in this flag. Still had a shoulder and, and head and a shoulder vibe almost in there. Wasn't the best, easiest way to take advantage of that, but it did make somewhat of a flag, and it made the length of the pole, which is crazy. I mean, that's what you saw. Got above the point of control, though. That's a great place to open up along, me personally. 10-minute oversold stochastic to the upside, and boom, it was gone. She's gone, baby, gone. Looks like there's more legs here on the one-hour time frame. Can it continue? One hour would show you if it was in a bit of a flag, and it, look, the one, I mean, the one minute did make another little mini flag here. And that did continue up. How much on a one-minute scalp? I mean, you'd be surprised. That's a 10-minute trade for 7%. I mean, you can't beat stuff like that. Now, I don't tend to trade the one-minute, but a lot of people in my trading group do. So, you can almost trade any time frame you want with the skills that we teach you because you can see how this is a, a, a larger version of that. That is a smaller version. You know, it's all kind of, it all plays out in, 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 in the successions of ratios, if that makes sense. From the smaller to the bigger and so on and so forth. Wow. So we were watching this this morning on the live and that thing would continue to rip. Unbelievable. Solana 3L finally would have its day. Get overbought on the four hour. Probably a great time to take some profits when you're hitting the 200 SMA personally. Because even if you get above it, then you'll flag out. So it might not mean if I was ever in a trade right now for Solana, that would be a really good time <clears throat> to take some profits. You're really far away from the 21 day moving average overbought. But you do whatever makes you happy. Looked at high squiggle, forming this cup and handle, something that we looked at. Could it hold the zone? So far, it did get a bit of a bounce there right off that, too, the last few hours. Not a lot, but 14% gains in four hours, which is weird. You know, not weird, but a little bit of a move. I'm seeing if it can come down a little lower into this golden pocket, 706 area, get a bounce off the 200 SMA, 
but definitely cup and handling. There's a chance High Squiggle could make some serious gains here. So High Squiggle also on the radar. Jasmine got played. And as I said before, too, the market's a little iffy. Um, and we took a look, we take a look at the ES1 futures to you for, for a minute as well. Oh, wow, we got the dropout. So remember, we were talking about ES1, and we were hoping, can we get the bounce? One hour fell violently to the downside. So does that mean the dollar index got a bit of a pump? We'll take a look at that. Now we're here back at the trend line that we fought oh so hard to bounce off from before. And now you're like, oh, no. You know, we break back in here. Then I know we're likely headed back down to the 37, and we can kind of look for a bear flag and see what happens after that. But it's amazing. Can we bounce off this trend line? The one hour wants to do it. The four hours suggest that there's just more downside. Looks like we'll get pressed. Let's see what the one hour gives us, but it could be lackluster and roll over. Right now, the four hour is pending, um, which shows more downside for Bitcoin, sad to say, unless they somehow uncorrelate magically. But right now, I don't see that happening. So some bearish tones. Yeah, there was the bounce up on the dollar index that would dump down the S&P. So now you're kind of locked in this funky little flag here that I'm watching on the dollar. So we'll keep you posted. It's going to happen slower this week than normal with lesser volume as we get back in to the regular markets. But by next week, things will pick up. And by the end of January, we'll be back to rocking and rolling yet again. All right. So that's our update for Bitcoin, the dollar index, ES1, S&P futures, and the total market. All right. Also, you could take a look at Tether dominance if you want. One other thing to just kind of bring in. Should somewhat mimic or get a similar idea to the DXY. So look, we talked about Tether Dominance being in this flag. It did pump back to the upside. Hit a resistance. All right. Or you know we've had this level here. Try to get back above it. Kind of rounded. And now on the one hour, suggesting that it's actually a little hot. And, you know, so it means that people were maybe stacking alts for, on the low. And still buying Satoshis, you know, a little more than normal. But... Uh, you're out of resistance. Let's see what the 4-hour. Four 4-hour four wants to make a huge move, and it's just getting started. So you wait for what that 1-hour wants to do, but you could get a bounce here out of this funky flag to the upside for tether dominance. You start to get this move out of the flag, I would close a short. I mean, I would close a long and go short. Let's take a look at the Bitcoin short that I was looking at yesterday, speculating on, before I jump on out of here for the day. So here's the Bitcoin short kind of throwing the idea that they could have been making a right shoulder. It kind of did so far that it rolled over to a little bit. Still stayed inside of this consolidated channel. So if Bitcoin takes that dive and this four hour wants to move, then this, 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 this will pump. I don't know if we'll get all the way to the measured move, but it will pump. So I'm watching this closely back above. This is above the 200 SMA, which is bullish while Bitcoin is bearish. So I know what to play if Bitcoin drops. Play this Bitcoin USDT.3S short on KuCoin for gains. So you can shoot, you can make money when the market's going down by trading a 3S token bullishly. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, jump on into the trading group. We have videos on this for free to teach you. I mean, once you join the trading group, but yeah, you don't have to pay for another course or anything. It's all there. Everyone, jump on into class today. I'm teaching it in, oh, not too long from now, an hour in about, what, 20 minutes, three o'clock. So I can't wait to see you there. Thank you so much for jumping on in. So sorry about the live stream disappearing. But the information I, I really want you to have is back and where it needs to be. Thank you so much for everyone. I'll see you at class today. I know you're going to be in there. 
I'll see you 60 bucks if you join the trading group, 99 if you just want to take a gander at what happens with the lifer. I can't wait to see you all in there. Have a blessed afternoon, blessed night, and may God bless each and every one of you for jumping on in. Thank you for being here. Appreciate your time. Have a wonderful day. Be safe.